Michael O'Reilly, and you're listening to Beyond Notes from L Live Productions, a podcast for musicians, people that hire musicians, and music lovers everywhere. We'll peel back the layers of the music industry and find out what lies beyond the notes. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's Friday night, live with all live, and welcome to Beyond Notes, a whole new thing here. I'm Michael O'Reilly, your host, and tonight my guest, a very special guest, dear friend of mine, one of my dearest friends, started his career as a drummer and moved into the business side of uh, music and is currently the recruitment manager, co-founder, chief production officer for L-Live Productions. Please welcome my dear friend, Mr. Mark Lejoie is here. Mark, thank you so much. Hey, thank you, Mike. Thanks for having me. I know uh, a little technical difficulties, but here we are. It's working. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's get, get the right view here. Our producer is giving me some advice. I think this 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 will be better. Speaker view. I think this is the, the good view. Okay. Facebook failed us. So we're here in YouTube. It's a whole new thing. And uh, we're going to talk to Mark uh, about... Um, how he got started in music. We'll, we'll, we'll get into uh, the main topic of our discussion is going to be getting gigs in Asia. Mark plays a huge role in uh, the recruitment for LI Productions, and he's got uh, many, many years of experience uh, working with musicians. So, Mark, maybe we can um, we can start just if you want to give us a, a brief background of how you got into the whole thing and from, from the beginning. Sure, sure. Um, I'm from uh, Montreal. <laughs> I was born in Ontario, actually, but... Yes. Uh, I yeah, I live mostly uh, my life in Montreal. My music career actually started in Montreal, and uh, that's probably where we met Mike, uh, me, you, George, Julie, right. Uh, right. Julie's brother Luke, uh, and so, so many artists that, that uh, we know from back then that Warren. we met back up. Oren, uh, Brian <laughs> Dillon, uh, you know, Randy Buch, uh, a lot of, oh, lot of musicians. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, basically, I was in uh, Montreal as a musician like yourself. And at some point, we all decided to uh, make music our career. And we, um, we, we all met up, I think, in universities when we really uh, mm -hmm. started to know each other. And like we got to know each other. We, we were all in different things. And somehow, we ended up in Asia all together. You started with George and Julie for many, many years, right? That's and right. when I joined you guys, you were already in Asia. Mike, we were in. Mike. I remember we were in Bangkok. I think when you first came out, because I think wow, that's when yes. when George decided to make the transition from being a, a drummer to going up front and singing. And yeah, I remember Mark. No one was happier, more happy to see you than me because when George would go up front, I would get relegated to playing the drums. So I'd be back there, <laughs> you know, <laughs> playing Habibi on the drums. I remember when you came, I'm like, great. Now we have a drummer. I can go back to playing the guitar, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. When George called me, it was funny because we, we we met in university, and George is a as a drummer. I'm a drummer. And one day he calls me and says, "Hey, uh, you want to come to Asia?" I'm like, "Yeah, sounds good. Great. Let's do it." He says, "Yeah, yeah, man. You, you'll join my band." And so I'm like, "But you're a drummer. Why are you, why are you calling me?" You know. <laughs> says, no, no, man. I'm going up front. Uh, so that was amazing. It, it opened the door, and um, you know, back then was. Uh, this is way back then, me and you, you know, we have some gray in our beard now, but uh, back then it was like, uh, okay, um, 
send me the set list, send me the, 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 the either the CDs or even the tapes, like got to get the music. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get that to you. George. like, don't worry about it, man. We'll, you know, let's, let's work on the, the passport, the visas and all that stuff. And it, it took a while. Anyways, I remember getting on the plane and said, man, I never got those CDs. I never got that music. <laughs> and like, I knew and on I knew top of it, I knew it. You get there. Yeah. And if you remember back then, uh, George, like, oh, by the way, Mark, I, I need you to bring a, a bit of equipment, you know, that I, I'm, I'm getting. Antu, our, our great friend, uh, amazing drummer, and uh, he's got uh, so much experience with, with sound and stuff. He's getting me some gear, and uh, can you bring it? I said, sure, sure. All of a sudden, man, I pick it up. It's like a huge case. We got samplers, modules, all, uh, Pro Tools, that so was, much uh, stuff. That was the Pro Tools in the very, very beginning. I think it had just come out, right? Yes, yes. Uh, Pro Tool was a it's it a big deal back then. It was, it was just a number one, uh, yeah, you know, audio uh, production and studio stuff. But but I brought all that stuff, and I'm I'm on the plane. You know, okay, you know, you you you're leaving your country and stuff, and I'm thinking, man, still don't know these songs. Well, it's cool, man. We'll have a a week or two. We'll rehearse and we'll get ready. George is the drummer, so it's not like they don't have a drummer. It's just right, I'll get right. there, and I remember. <laughs> getting to Bangkok, Thailand, and um, meeting everybody. But luckily, I mean, to start, I knew you. I knew Julie, uh, you know, amazing yeah. singer, George, um, you know, uh, who, uh, Luke. Uh, well, Luke I think was Luke. there at that time, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I knew most of the band, so it was, it was cool. But I, I always remember um, that experience of arriving, you know, and say, hey, we're playing tonight. Just don't worry. Just sit, sit in the back. That's right. Watch the show. We'll rehearse. Don't worry about it. So I sat in the back and watched the show, and 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 I think uh, Roger Corey was in the band back then. And um, wow, and the band's playing, and they got these stops, and they're playing with tracks and stuff. And I watched the show. I was like, cool, man. Then we had some beers. We relaxed. We we talked next day. You know, went over some songs, rehearsed that second night. Said, watch the show again. I said, okay, cool. Watch the show. I was like, okay, I'm getting the the, the vibe. George was playing drums. It was amazing. And then the third night's okay, you're on. I'm like, <laughs> okay, we, well, we rehearsed a few songs, you know. I'm like, yeah, okay. there's tracks, put this in your ear, follow the tracks. And, and it was like, wow, okay, just jump in there. So, um, yeah, it, yeah. it's quite the experience, man. But, man, it wouldn't change it for the world. It's amazing. And of that course, I remember, um, that first night playing with you, Mike, uh, like all these great musicians, amazing musicians. It was quite an amazing experience. So, uh, it was wonderful, but it was like, jump in there, get yes, to work. You get thrown into yeah. the deep end, right, Mark? You got to like sink or swim, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, but, but, you know, we have a lifetime of, of playing gigs and you get a call and you say, okay, tomorrow night my drummer can't make it. Can you make it? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, I'll be later tonight. I'll drop off the, the, the CD or the cassette. Here, here's 60 songs. Learn it. That's how we, we did yeah. it. So it wasn't the end of the world, but a yeah. lot of pressure. No. Exactly. But, yeah. uh, I remember. I remember you sitting off off to the side of the stage in Bangkok, just like watching the show and taking it in and uh, trying to learn all the endings. And well, I guess, of course, for a drummer, right? That's the hardest thing, is right when to come in, and then when exactly. when to stop. Right. <laughs> the bookends. Make sure you come in on time. Make sure you you end in between. You know, even if there's a stop and you keep playing, it's not the end of the world. But, uh, you know, if you yeah. keep playing and if you stop playing and after a while you're like, oh, okay, I guess the song ended, then it's yeah. bad. 
And of course, it was easy because, well, you know, you remember when George was up front, he never got off the form. He never stretched songs out or did, went off the. He always was very. <laughs> right, Mark? He never really. Well, the great thing also, ball. George was a drummer, so he understood, like, if he would try to stop the band, because back then, as you remember, you had, you had to keep your eye on the front line to see what's going on, because at any point, uh, working with George is an amazing front, front man. He, he could decide to stop the band on a dime and, and just do this. And you had to stop and be right there. So, you know, you, you got to watch. You're playing. You got to be focused, you know. Yes. But that, yeah. that's the best training, man. That's the best training in the world because, you're, you know, you're always in the moment. Sometimes, you know, you see bands and everybody's in their own world because it becomes automatic pilot. But uh, no, that was an amazing man. And, and Thailand, what an amazing place yes, to start. You have to start in, uh, in Thailand, right? So yeah, the bonus, food, man. Beautiful. That, that, that club was amazing, man. Yeah, it was so much fun. But yeah, that's how I got started. Uh, years of uh, back home doing every kind of gig like you, you know, whatever gig comes, you say yes. You know, you get your experience, right? It's a rock gig, funk gig, jazz gig, Bruce, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't pay, it pays, doesn't matter. Just play, 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 take every game you can. That's how you get experience. That's how you get the call. You know? So, Mark, well, let me ask you, what got you to university then from the, like doing the, the, the gig circuit, just bars and clubs and, and stuff like that? What got you to university? Well, back then, I remember I was in, you know, I was in, went to college and back then it was, it was like computer was the whole you know, you got to be a computer programmer. So it, it was cool. Okay, let's go in that. But in your heart, you're like, I want to be a musician, but got to go to college, got to do something. But I remember at, at some point, something clicked and I said, I want to be a musician. That's what I want to do. And then I said, okay, well, I got to get educated, right? So that's when I decided to take drum lessons because I was playing by ear, you know, you start, you play by ear, you, you get better, you get some basic gigs. But then I decided, okay, I'm going to take some lessons. And I went to a, a teacher back then. I think it was a drum shops, uh, drum, I think it was drum, uh, drum shop, some, some company. But anyways, okay. I said, Listen, I want to go to university. Teach me what I need to know to get into university. Then he says, well, you gotta, you gotta know jazz. You gotta read music and all this. I'm like, I, I learned, you know, rock and roll, and that's how I learned. So I was like, yeah, yeah. wow, okay. But I did it, and I spent the many months. Uh, I said, just teach me what I need to get into university, and then I'll take it from there. So, okay. Well, here's the audition, basically, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's where I learned all the basics, and then, uh, like you, we, we, uh, we had to audition to get into university. And mm -hmm. I remember auditioning, and there was a lot of drummers, man. <laughs> and yes. uh, I don't remember how many, but uh, only like 10 were chosen out of so many. And, and I was lucky I was chosen, not because I was the best, uh, definitely not. There was so many great drummers, but I think because I really wanted it. And I think they saw that, you know. Right. I came as prepared as I could and um, just very focused, very, and, and there's something to it, you know. When you see someone that really wants something, you, you, you're on their side. It could be whatever, you know, it's like somebody really wants it. You're, I, and I think that helped me get in. And uh, once you're in university, like you wake up, it's all music, music, music. You learn the theory, you learn how to read. It's like, it's an amazing, and then you make 
all these connections. Exactly, you know, of course, man. That's the, I think that's such the, the, the great part of it is uh, meeting other musicians like-minded and talking to other drummers, right, and uh, getting into bands. Yeah, um, and, and yeah. it was amazing, man. In uh, I was uh, like I was in uh, Concordia University, mm -hmm. and the drummers were uh, we were so much fun. We were like a community, and and, and like a drummer would say, "Hey, come come here. I just learned this lick." And then they'd show you and say, oh, man, hey, try this. And we we just, you know, would be very open to teach each other whatever we learned. It was, uh, so it was amazing. And look, I got a gig from a drummer. George was an amazing drummer. Yeah. He called yeah. Me <laughs> to come in it's, and it's, drum. It's, true, Mark, it's, 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 it's a good point, man. I think drummers are, are very free to, to, uh, to do that, to share with each other, as opposed to, I mean, I, you know, I'm a guitar player. And uh, mm -hmm. it's it's different vibe. I don't think guitar players are as generous with each other when it comes to like, hey man, check this thing, this thing I'm doing. You know, you can do it too. It's like, no, wait a minute, this is my thing. Of course, it is, and someone else has done it. But I think I remember in school it was like that. Like you guys used to uh, rehearse in the modules. Yes, you had the module, and uh, you know, you'd go in, you'd hear just like this, this amazing like six uh, six drummers practicing in the module at the same time, and. Uh, yeah, guitar players, uh, at least, you know, I could speak as a guitar player, kind of go off on your own somewhere and, and practice on your own. And it's kind of a, a di different different kind of uh, energy, I think. But uh, it's interesting you say that. I've always found that fascinating. Drummers are very open like that to, to uh, uh, show each other things. Yeah, maybe it's just that the guitar player, the, the soloing, there's a virtuoso part of it. Maybe that promotes more competition. As drummer, yeah, we're just like, hey, we're the, we're the guys that come. Come on, let, let's play music. Let's have fun. So maybe there's something to that. But uh, it's definitely uh, an amazing time. And then I came to Asia, to, to Thailand. And um, I think it was in uh, 2001, a while ago. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Oh, and then know. we went to like, Hong Kong, uh, Taiwan, oh, Singapore. You, you remember we went to... Kuala Lumpur, Jakarta, Surabaya, Egypt, Spain, and so many um, places. Yeah, China, man, yes. China. Yeah, we, we were roommates in Shenzhen, remember? Yes. Oh, that, yeah. that was, a, that was a, a lot of fun. Man. That was a lot of fun. Probably, Mark, a lot of the people watching that uh, aren't aware of that, that uh, you and I did. We were in the same band for many, many years. Yes. And Mark and I lived together in, I'll tell you a quick story, we lived together in Shenzhen. And, uh, you, you know, when you're in mainland China, there's after the gig, you go home and relax. We're roommates. You know, there's there's no TV. So we bought uh, all these pirated DVDs. Remember, Mark, you go to that store. It had everything for like like a song, man. You get like I remember we bought the Sopranos, the whole like thing of the Sopranos. And we go we go home after the gig, make some food, have our beers, put on a Sopranos. Probably fall asleep on the couch or something. <laughs> yeah. I remember with you once we were watching The Sopranos. I don't know how much we had to drink, but we were walking <laughs> after half an hour. We're looking at each other like, "Fuck, we watched this last night, man. Yes. We already watched this." I episode. remember. That's <laughs> <laughs> the funniest. Because yeah, it's late. You finish the gig. It's it's already like two, three in the morning, and you watch. You fall asleep. You go to go to bed. The next day, you start the same episode, and it takes a while to realize. Just watched this last night. That was fun. Yes. It was a good time. And then we get off this, this this shuttle bus. would drop us at the club, and we lived not far from the club. 
And I remember, Mark, the, 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 in, in Shenzhen, the guys had the, oh, the bicycle guys, the bicycle taxi yes. guys. <laughs> and they'd be, they'd be waiting for us, like, hey, 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 come, come. Yeah. And we'd get on them, and I think we used to have races, right? Remember? Yes, yes that's true. That was a race. race. That was funny. Oh, that was amazing, man. That was a, such an amazing time. Man. Okay, One. well, yeah, we, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun, man. Oh, my goodness. On the road, we had a lot of fun <laughs> together. So speaking of on the road, Mark, uh, maybe we can move into the uh, other aspect of, of, um, of what you do, and that's the, the yeah. hiring process. You're like the main recruitment yeah. officer. Uh, and um, let's just talk about hiring process. Uh, if somebody wants to come overseas, what is the what would be the first uh, piece of advice you, you you would give them, Mark? Well, if if you're a musician and and this is what you want to do, right? Uh, most likely, you you'll be not just working in the city you're in, but probably different cities, eventually different countries, eventually maybe overseas. So uh, obviously, the, the number one thing you got to get is a passport. Without a passport, you're not going nowhere, right, right? Right, of course. A lot of times, yeah, people wait till till the opportunity arrives and then they say, oh, now I need a passport. And sometimes by the time you get your passport, you, you lost the gig, mm -hmm. you know? So even if you don't think you want to travel overseas, it doesn't matter, get your passport. If you're a musician, have your basics, have your, your passport, you know? Mm. buy a suitcase get some decent gear that's not not like 700 pounds of gear like how can you get a uh, uh, great gear great sound but compact so you can travel you know even if you don't think you'll need it just be prepared because uh, you know mike a lot of times the um people say oh I, I don't get the opportunities there's not much work and stuff a lot of times it's out there. It's just you don't see it as an opportunity because you say, oh, there's a gig uh, overseas tomorrow. Oh, I don't have a passport, so it's, it's not an opportunity. No, you weren't ready for it, but it's there. Or, it's there, yeah. oh, they, they call me for a gig, but it's a jazz gig. I don't, I don't play jazz. What? That was an opportunity, but you weren't prepared. So mm -hmm. prepare for everything. And you can still choose to go or not, but be prepared, have, have everything, you know, lined up so definitely your, your passport number one you know uh and get Mark, a lot of musicians you you speak to i'm sure like you just said that's like an oversight on their part right they just like oh yeah my my passport uh oh yeah okay let me get that and what what does well, it take to get a passport it probably takes it, it's like not a few days usually it's it's usually a yeah. like a i guess it, it depends on the country right mark well it it depends on on the country but uh in this for example in the states I mean, you can get your passport in a few days. And okay. a lot of times, if you, if you have a, a flight booked, hey, next, next week I have a flight, you will get your passport even faster if you can prove that you are leaving, you have work and stuff. But you don't want to, uh, to miss out on a great opportunity, you know, uh, because you don't have your passport. So mm. get your documentation. Uh, I would say, look, you know, to make it in music, obviously you need the talent, right? But that's that's a, a gift. Meaning somebody are good at, might be good at drawing, good at singing. I got a good sense of rhythm. Whatever it is, you have talent. But then you have the skills. So obviously, as a musician, you work on your skills, right? You practice, you take lessons. Uh, if you only rely on natural talent, which is great, and it, it might work out for you, but if if you don't have the skills to go with it, 
you're going to have a, a ceiling where talent can take you, you know, and then the skills is important. So when I say skills, I mean, of course, your instrument, but your styles, right? That's why we go to university. I want to know how to play jazz, rock, funk, Latin, mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. So when a gig happens, I can play it. And yeah. at some point, it all mingles. But, um, get, you know, get your skills, get your gear, like I said, uh, you know. I think especially today, market. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I think today, especially with technology, it's so easy. You don't need to have a, like a, a 700 pounds. A keyboard player can come with, with, with his laptop and a nice controller, and he's got like so many sounds in there, right? Yeah, exactly, man. And, and you, you should know, to. you don't need a thousand sounds, right? You, you got to make sure you have your, your good piano sound, your good organ sound, you know, a funky clav. You know, you mm. get your basic, same as a guitar player, you know, you, yeah. you would definitely know your distortion, your rock, your funk, your clean sounds. So get your gear, get your sound, your skills, get your travel documents. Uh, I would say also, I would say have some money saved up. Like whatever, you have a day job, you're gigging, save some money because uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, a long time ago, uh, I got a, a call for a gig. And it was like, a, it was a really good paying gig, like a thousand bucks for one night. It was like a wedding or something, but it was in a neighboring city. I didn't have a car. So it's like, okay, well, there's an opportunity, but I don't have a car. It's, it's another, another city. And, uh, you know, if I don't have money, uh, I can't do the gig, but I, luckily I had some money and said, okay, well, the gig is when Saturday. Okay, cool. We're rehearsing in the afternoon. Here's the address. Uh, we're going to pay you next week. We, we don't get paid, you know, right there in cash. But, but then you look at it and you say, okay, well, okay, uh, if I go there, the, the gig ends really late. I'll probably have to, to get a hotel room for the night. And you calculate it and mm -hmm. you say, okay, well, it might cost me 200 I got to take a bus there because I don't have a car uh, and a bus back. And you calculate it, maybe it costs you 200 bucks to go do the gig, but it pays 1000 So it's like, okay, well... 200 bucks nice money, and, right? and you get you get 800 bucks out of it it's a great gig you yeah. know and of course you make it happen but a lot of artists sometimes will say well hmm, no i know i don't have the money i can't do it or uh, yeah well uh, you know i have to pay my own hotel room and they but yes, well a lot of the the victim mentality i think mark you know some musicians not all of course but a lot are just oh you know it's it's someone else's fault i don't have that 200 dollars to uh well, not an attitude. I think it's a way of looking at things. If you look at yeah. yourself, and sometimes I say that to, to, to young artists that contact us, I say, if you look at yourself like your own business, you're your own CEO, your own business, right? You have your skill, which is basically you're, you're, you're providing a service uh, of your instrument or whatever. Well, you know, you have a cost. You have like anything. Here's my cost. <laughs> I got to buy strings or drumsticks. I got to travel. Or I got Here's my cost. Here's how much the gig pays. Here's, here's how much I'm going to make. It's, it's, you know, it makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. But if you only look at like, okay, well, it's a gig and what are the problems, then you can obviously say oh, oh, that it wasn't an opportunity. You know, I, I didn't have a car. I didn't have this, didn't have that. So uh, it's important to, to shift the mind uh, and be more like a, you know, entrepreneur. It's like you're, absolutely, you're owner, absolutely, owner man. Here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would suggest yeah. that kind of thinking. That's why you have some money, you have your gear. You say, okay, what else do I need? Maybe I need some 
some nice videos of me playing. A lot of times, some great artists, talented, they contact us and they have no videos, no, like, I'm supposed to take your word for it. You right. Know? Okay. But I, I want us to, if you can walk us through that, that the process, Mark, I, I, that's what I wanted to ask you about, like, from the very beginning, uh, from yeah. when it starts to how, it, how the steps that, that are um, involved. Uh, first, I just want to, uh, there's a few people that are saying hi. I'm not sure how they're saying hi because whomever's watching, I'm, my phone keeps pinging and it never pings at this hour because friends of mine that watch are like, where are you, man? It's not in Facebook. So I'm sure that uh, the L Live Facebook is being redirected somehow here because uh, Julie and George are saying hi, of course, and Thomas. Oh, yeah. Course. And uh, Kate, I guess Kate is Kate from Venezuela, I'm assuming, Mark? Yes, Kathleen, and, yes. Uh, the lovely Lulu, who's in France. Salut, Lulu. Lulu, avec Babouche, le chien. Hope I said <laughs> her dog's name right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think it's Babouche. And Ashley, I think uh, Ashley's one of oh, our Ashley. singers. Yes. I just saw uh, Ashley's new video. Very nice, yes. Ashley. Great video. Amazing, yes. Ashley. Good and job. Christina, Christina's here. We're going to have Christina on at some point to talk about uh, the woman's uh, angle of traveling overseas. She's going to do a great, great and show coming up. Uh, Leandro. Leandro. Uh, Leo. Uh, Leo. Andrew Leandro. James. A lot Brothers. of friends are on. Andrew James. Yes. Wow, okay. a, lot, a lot of people, man. Rosie. Have you worked Rosie. out today, Mark? Did you do your, man, you Rosie, do your workout? She's in the gym, this girl. <laughs> Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my no. God, Han, Han, Han! Look, the, the, the Han, speaker. Our, our Singaporean. Tell uh, the speaker downstairs is, is still not fixed, man. There's a sub that's out. Can you speak to Han, please? Okay, I'll, I'll call him, man. Lauren. <laughs> uh, Gregory Martinez is here. Uh, Gregory, how are you, brother? And. and uh, and my very first guest on Beyond Notes, Mr. Terrence Thomas Terrence. is here. The Terrence. voice. How are the you, my voice. So, guys, right. thanks uh, for, for joining us. We're going to get Mark to lead us through, uh, to walk us through this. And, of course, uh, if you guys were in Facebook, you, you're, you're in, we're in YouTube now. We had some serious technical issues. I want to thank Omar for sweating it out and, and helping us get, get into here. Well, so, Omar. Yeah. So, uh, Mark, so the, so the process, well, where, where would you say, Mark, uh, uh, people find out most about uh, uh, coming to Asia or about LI Productions, uh, to be more specific? Uh, is it through uh, advertising or is it more like a word of mouth, other musicians? Most, like, like any musician, most of the gigs we get, right, is word of mouth. And usually that's, that's how you get the best musicians because you're going to recommend friends and people, you, you know, you're going to mm -hmm. recommend a friend for a gig usually you know that that friend will do a great job or else you wouldn't recommend them, right? So recommendation is, is amazing. And a lot of Google search, looking for work and stuff and a live production will, will pop up. There's a, a lot of agencies out there, a lot of uh, ways uh, to, to get gigs. Uh, but from, from my perspective, because I, I uh, actually both of us, we, when we started with live, uh, both of us were doing a lot of the interviews, if you right. remember. That's right, of course. Yeah. yeah. And as we went along, and uh, at some point I stopped, I got off the stage and uh, did more of that. But I would say uh, the best way is um, you see on YouTube, on Facebook. It's quite easy nowadays, not, not like before, but nowadays you search, you know, work in Asia, work overseas. Usually a live will pop up. There's other mm -hmm. agencies. 
copies you, you can find. But, um, but basically, you apply, you, you let us know who you are. You know, the best thing is, you know, when you apply, it's very simple. You go to our website, uh, join us. You, there's a very short form. You, you send some video links just to get started. As soon as we get that, then, then we get back to you. And um, so basically, Mark, the process is it's quite simple, Mike. It's, it's you, you apply, you hear from us. And, um, you know, if, uh, if it looks good, we have an interview and we talk about the gig and stuff and see if it's a good so Mark, match. Can I, ask, can I ask you, when you interview, because when you and I used to do it uh, years ago, technologies moved so, so quickly uh, yeah. uh, so, so so quickly uh, ahead we used to do it in pretty much in skype where you could only yeah. uh speak to the person um you know where basically they could be sitting in their underwear eating doritos playing video games <laughs> and, and, and doing their interview <laughs> but but today yeah. are you doing it like this mark is it is it is it a visual thing whether they have you know they're you yes them, you them as well oh 100 percent, of course okay. man okay. awesome like, Awesome. Now technology makes it so easy, right? Uh, compared yeah. to what it used to be. Um, but yeah, now like we, we set up, we have a wonderful uh, recruitment team uh, mm -hmm. and uh, they, they set up the, the call for us. And um, once we have the call, usually someone we're interested, by the time we have a call, it means like we're hoping it'll work out because we're interested in, in that person. And then a lot of it by then is we know they have the talent, you know, like we know they can do the work, they can do the job. But most important than the interview is more, I call it an interview, but it's really, it's, it's just a two, two yeah, people talking. Yeah. It's to see if it's a good match because it, it's not just uh, can you do the gig, is are you going to be happy on this kind of gig? Are you going to be happy working the way we do things and the way we see, is it a good match uh, value-wise? Uh, is mm -hmm. it going to be pleasurable? Because the business side is easy. Here's the gig. Here's how much it pays. Uh, here's the start date. It's a yes or no. That's the easy part. You know, the hard part uh, is, are we going to enjoy this journey together for whatever length or else it's not worth it, right? If, if you're yeah. miserable on a gig or you join, join a, a, a group uh, and you're not happy, how are you going to go on stage and make people happy? Because in the end, that's our real job. It's not to play notes, but it's to walk on stage and make the audience or whoever the guests come see us to make them happy. That's that's what we're in the business of, making people happy, right? So if you're not happy, how can you make somebody happy? So that's the main thing is, and it's not just being happy, but it's sometimes it's not a right gig for that person in their lives, you know? Not a good yeah. fit, yeah. Yeah, sometimes you talk, everything is good, but it, it's yeah. they, maybe they cannot leave overseas for so long or something you know so sometimes so, it's just that that's one of the things i want to i want to ask you about it's just some yeah. of those details mark i think maybe there's up to you know some people are watching and they're thinking about taking the leap of coming overseas because it is quite a big a big leap right you just leave you yes. leave home and you meet you meet all these strangers pretty much um let me ask yeah. just a couple of specifics uh, when they do the uh, audition process mark are they are they is it basically just submitting videos of themselves performing yeah, well, the, the, uh, basically we have a very short application form, if you will, and they, they give their basic uh, details. They, they submit some videos. Now, depending on the videos, the quality of the videos, because basically we have to, to make a judgment call if they can, uh, the skills, can, do they have the skills to do this job, enough experience to do this right. kind of job? 
uh, talent-wise, usually most people that apply have talent. So it's mm. not about the talent. It's just, is it a good fit? And then if the video quality, maybe it's, it's, it's not quite clear and it's hard, we might ask them for supplementary videos. Mark, is, is, uh, it always like, is it always live video or are they doing like video from their bedroom or something? Like, what are you usually dealing uh, with? Good question. It, it, it depends. It changes, right? Sometimes it's, it's videos that they have because when they apply, uh, we, we ask for some links of videos. Sometimes they, they may not have live videos. They might have videos that they've done in the past. Maybe they'll create a video to submit. Right. Uh, so it could be all kinds of videos. And basically when we're, we're looking at it, we're, we're trying to look through, through, you know, the essence of the person, you know, uh, their, their talent, their, their experience. And we know what kind of gigs are out here. Will that person fit? But when we have the call, then it's, it's a lot more deep into what kind of gig this is, what, mm -hmm. what kind of person uh, does well on this gig, what kind of skills do you need for this gig. And uh, no matter who I've ever talked to, there's going to be uh, some things that, yes, they fit perfect and other things that, no, it's not perfect, meaning maybe something that, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm your guy, I'm your girl, I can, I can kill that, but okay, I, I, I might need help on this or I'm not too experienced with that. That's mm. normal, but that's the, the conversation we have. So to be more specific, it could be um, somebody says, okay, well, I've done these kind of party gigs. I've, I've done these kind of lounge gigs. I can do that. My repertoire is, is, is very narrow, maybe. And we say, okay, well, okay, for this gig, I was going to ask you about that, actually, Mark. Actually, that you brought, since you're bringing that up, I was going to ask you about that. How important is, is that, I guess, especially for a singer, um, mm -hmm. if, they're, if they're applying, if they know, like, do they need to have, like, do they need, are they okay with 10 songs? Or is it like they need to have, like, 30 or 40 songs? Or is there, is there a number? Yeah. Would you say yeah, there's not a there's not a number, right? But mm. there is there is a minimum. Like if, if you only know five songs, yeah, you're not right. gonna get a key. <laughs> you know, there is a minimum. But uh, normally, so here I'll explain how we normally do it. Normally, when somebody applies, assuming everything is go well, goes well, and we, we hire a singer, the first thing we do is we get their full repertoire song, everything they they know. I don't care about style and it could be jazz rock funk whatever everything right and then we start from there so of course if somebody has 100 songs or, or 40 songs uh you know whatever they have we look at the gig and we say okay we start creating a show for that specific gig and we look in their full repertoire and we choose all the songs they already know that would fit this right and we sort of plug it in there. We say, okay, well, now you've got, you've got so many songs, but you're missing this kind of a song. Maybe it's a stylistic, maybe it's an era. Right, right. Uh, right. So because the kind of gigs we do, um, you have to know a bit of uh, different styles, different eras. You know, if you're, if you're playing in a club, there, there's going to be people that are our are, are, are age, a bit older, uh, you know, from their thirties, mm twenties, -hmm. different, different Younger. thing. And the beauty, uh, the beauty of music is that music has an emotional attachment, right? So if you're, um, if you're someone my age, uh, maybe a, a song from the 80s uh, or, or early 90s will, will hit some emotional something in me that makes me like, oh, I love this song. Mm. Amazingly, even if I hated it at that time, <laughs> I love it now <laughs> because it's connected somehow, right, to, to my era. So 
a singer should have different eras in their repertoire. Right, not right. Just, and that's a, it's, it's important, yeah. isn't it, man? Yeah, I mean, if I'm on, if I send you my audition and I, I only sing uh, rock or I only sing, uh, to the other extreme, I only sing lounge stuff. I just do cocktail lounge jazz standards and I'm going to have to uh, make an adjustment, correct? Well, it'll limit, it'll limit what kind of gigs you can do. And right. even if it's the kind of gigs you prefer, right? If you're mm -hmm. a, a rock drummer, which is great, no problem. But then if you can only do rock gigs, that limits your possibility of work, right? Yeah. So a musician and a singer, you want to have that, that variety. So yes, you should have different styles. Everyone should be able to do some, some Latin, some rock, some pop, some R&B. Mm -hmm. Sprinkle throughout the style, sprinkle throughout the, the eras. And then you have a well-balanced repertoire. But of course, you know, some people come, they say, okay, well, maybe they're amazing at that R&B uh yeah. you know, 1990 r&b they, they kill mm -hmm. it that's great it's an advantage you have something you do extra special but you still need to now to learn songs from different eras different styles that whatever you're missing to, mm -hmm. to be able to, to give a, a good balance so that no matter the idea is this you're playing in a club you're playing let's say just let's take one set you're 45 minutes on stage you're performing right uh if you're uh, someone of a certain age, let's say, uh, let's say you, you're, you're, you're our age, uh, you know, young men. And, uh, <laughs> yes. You're, you're listening young to the band. Really great young men, still <laughs> yeah. young men. Yes, Mark. Yeah. So you're listening to the band, you know, you, you, you know, might be a lot of young, young people dancing, having fun. At some point, if you don't hear anything, you know, or recognize because maybe you're not listening to music the way you used to. You're there uh, on vacation, on business, whatever. You, you're going to feel out of place because there's nothing coming your way. But when mm -hmm. the band hits a song from your, your, you know, your teenage year or your, your, your mm -hmm. yeah, all of a sudden you're like, yes, I know this song. I'm having a good time. You, you have mm -hmm. a drink and you just won that person, you know? And then there's a, 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 young, a young couple in, in their twenties. If you don't play anything modern and, and rele relevant, uh, they're going to say, oh, this is old music. They, they, just play old, they just play old, old music and old, yeah, old school all night. And then they, they're not, they're not uh, moved in any way or not. They feel kind of left yeah. out, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you got to give some, something for everybody. This is in general, right? So uh, as a, as a musician, singer, uh, musician, know your styles, get that, you know. Important, uh, right. Yeah. Be, be versatile versatile uh, as mm. a singer uh, yeah ex keep expanding on your repertoire not just what you do really well but also what challenges you so that you can you know you, you know at some point in the night especially when you have more than one singer you know let's say you get into that latin vibe right you have a singer that does a great latin song everybody's dancing having a great time and all you know is really mellow r&b which you do great but yeah. now how are you going to compete with they just mm -hmm. just got a big soca and everybody's having a party so it's very important to to arm yourself so that you can you know whatever happens you're ready to go right so have, have rain styles, eras, get that together yeah mark well how important is is uh having like a, a live experience like how much if someone uh, calls you up and says i've only done like two gigs so far and then you know the next singer calls you and says i've been doing this for 10 years uh how do you how do you um, decide on which singer yeah. of the two, for an example, would be the better uh, a fit? Is it is it things like uh, versatility stuff like that? And 
Um, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure so, attitude I mean, is a... Obviously, if, if you have a, uh, you know, a lot of experience, you have a lot of repertoire and a lot, lot of life, it'll make it easier because you, know, you're, you can adapt much quicker than somebody, let's say, that has not much experience. But that shouldn't stop you because mm. all of us, at some point, we didn't have much experience, right? Exactly. That shouldn't stop you at all. When, when I'm talking to people, I don't worry too much about that. It just either it, it's an easier, uh, easier for us to, to get to the end point of having an amazing show on opening night, or it means we're going to have to do more work. But someone that's not as experienced, the most important thing, are they coachable? Are they open-minded? Are they, are they joining like eager? Okay, let's do this. I'm eager. I want to learn. I want to improve. Then, then there's no difference. One has yeah. experience and, and leads, maybe needs less attention and, and help, but, uh, and the other one needs uh, uh, more um, coaching, you know, so that, that openness of mind, uh, mm-hmm. everything. If, if I, you're I think what you just said, uh, be coachable is, 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 a, is, a, is an important uh, point, isn't it? If you're not Even open-minded. Sometimes, if you're... Yeah, sometimes more if you've got experience, sometimes you need to be uh, extra coachable because... Once yeah. after a certain amount of years, sometimes right. we get to our grooves and yeah. we're very trying to get into this tunnel vision about music and the way to perform and any of anything that flies off that we feel like, no, 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 I don't do it that yeah. way. I don't, that's, that's not cool. And uh, not willing to try. So be coachable. Yeah. I, I think what you were saying is, uh, is, yeah, is quite exactly. important, right? Mm-hmm. It's so important. And, and the beauty of uh, what we do is that, we have so many uh, musicians to, to us. The, the beauty is like an umbrella of, of musicians. And we keep learning from each other. Um, Absolutely, man. Yeah. For so many years, so have I. And we've put how many bands together. And, and, uh, Lots, and you yeah. learn that, hey, I learned this from that person. How can I teach you? But if you're not willing to learn, then I can't help you to, mm-hmm. to progress, you know. So open mind, no matter how much experience you have, Keep an open mind, be willing to learn, and then, yeah, anybody can definitely do a great job on these kind of gigs if they got we that We have a added. few more people, Mark, that, that are saying hi uh, to us. Uh, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a hard time with this name. Mho Kopidi. Wow, I'm so sorry. I just totally butchered your name, I think. Mho Kopidi. Oh, Chuck Tor. Chuck Tor is here all the way from Guangzhou. DJ Chuck. DJ Chuck from China. He's an amazing DJ. He's working Welcome. with us in Hangzhou. We've known and Chuck Ivan for many Astro. years. Yes, Astro, fantastic. Yes, so many great musicians. Huh? Luna, Miss Luna, the wonderful Luna, Luna. singer. Fun. Nice. Deutsch. Deutsch. Yeah, Luna. Luna is Deutsch. Mark, do you have a drink you can toast with me? Uh, I have a, a whiskey here. Let me Ooh, have a sip. Oh, you got Cheers. a little whiskey there. Well, it looks like a pretty big one. Okay, good, good, man. Cheers, man. Well, the ice melted, but it's... Um, I'm in Taiwan, so this is like Kavalan. Taiwan whiskey. Okay. Uh, well, award, amazing whiskey. I'm in Singapore, Mark, and this is the award-winning... Tiger beer, Singapore. <laughs> yes. It's the award-winning beer of well. Singapore, is Tiger beer. <laughs> right on. Um, this is awesome, man. Mark, what about like just little things like I'm sure people wonder sometimes like, am I too young to, to do these gigs or am I too old to do these gigs? Is there like a, a, a thing with age? 
Well, there's some restriction, right? Uh, so dif different countries, different age group. In general, um, 21 and up is, is, you can play anywhere in the world. You don't right. have to worry. Mm -hmm. If you're younger, let's say between 18 and 21, uh, some countries will allow you to work, but uh, others won't. So it's, it depends. Of course, if you're under 18, definitely not. Right. But uh, yeah, 21 is, I would say, is like, don't worry about it. If you're 21, you can definitely do the gigs anywhere in the world, assuming you have your passport, of course. Right, of course. <laughs> Our yeah. first point, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and of course, you know, we're musicians, so most musicians stay young, you know. Um, but there, there's no real limit. But I, I would say if you give me, uh, you ask me what's, what's the, the perfect uh, range of age, I would say, you know, 25 to 35, that's the golden time, um, you know, uh, to do this kind of thing. At a certain point, you, you, you're touring and stuff. If you start at, at, at 50 and you decide to tour, it's a lot harder to do. Of course, you know? yeah, yeah. And, and of course, it depends on the kind of gigs, but I'm talking about the kind of gigs we do, which is five-star hotels, high-end clubs, but usually, like we said, the eras and stuff, it's, um, there's a lot of modern music as well. So, you, you know, if, uh, if, you, if you're very stuck in one style of music, it might be difficult to do this kind of gigs. Right. You know? But is there, is there still a, a spot, let's say a guy is like uh, 45 and he, he just does like a Frank Sinatra thing really, really well. Is, is, does he, is there a chance he can be placed, placed anywhere or? It's, yeah, it's good question, Mike. Well, it's it's not as likely because of this because mm -hmm. some clubs might say, "Hey, we this is this is what we want." That Frank Sinatra, five. for example, mm -hmm. right? That five, that's great. But what's those his name? I mean, like Michael Bublé have. kind of thing, well, which is Frank Sinatra, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's say that that kind of it might be perfect for one club. But you know, if you're going to travel across the world, uh, usually you want to be able to do one club for a few months, then move to another club, to another right. club. So the odds that that specific kind of music uh you can find many gigs in a row uh, you know it, it's much harder so right. uh it's it's much if you're diverse you got to be able because look you can do uh, a, a six-piece show band high energy but you got to be able to after six months you got to be able to go to another gig which is uh it's it's more classy maybe the energy level goes down mm -hmm. and the music changes a bit in general, it's the same idea, but you got to be able to, to switch from gig to gig. But we don't really, I, I never really like uh, look to hire a rock band, a reggae band, a Latin band. You got to be able to do a bit of everything. Uh, really? And there's always modern songs have to be part of it because this is now, right? So you have to do the hits of the day. really is key, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so if somebody's too specific, I'm a country player. Then, then it's going to be hard to 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 go across the ocean and play in many countries. It's got to yeah. be. I guess, I guess if you're in America, you can just tour and do like like the a country circuit. Or if you're a blues a musician, you can just play all the the big blues yeah. venues in each ma major city, as opposed yeah. to coming overseas where um, it's not not as specific. You need that you need that versatility to be able to to, to cover different styles, right? For yeah, musicians exactly. and singers, right? Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, it, I mean, if you want to do a career in music, you got to be versatile. Now, I'm not uh, talking about original music. That's a whole different. That's a whole uh, different thing. Right. Like, right. yeah. 
Yeah, I'm talking about I'm a professional musician. I make my living yeah. playing music. So really, like like a tradesman, isn't it? You know, I mean, uh, I, that's the way I looked at it when I started studying was to, like you said earlier, Mark, we were in school. We want, as a drummer, I'm sure you want to know how to play a bossa nova. And if someone says, yeah. you know, it, it's, a, it's a shuffle, you can play a shuffle. And it's a 16th note, uh, the hi-hat thing, all these different kind of feels. You, you, you know you're not, you're not stuck. So getting on a gig, you, you, can, you can cover it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got to be able to, to do it. You know, if, you're, if you're a carpenter and the only thing you can do is stairs, uh, okay, that's yeah. great. And yeah, maybe, nice you become, beard, maybe you become an expert at that and you make a great yeah. living. But odds are there's only going to be a few of you. But if you if you got thousands of musicians... You better, they be better, good. You better make some damn good <laughs> stairs, right, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> we also have a hi here from Milan. How are you, Milan? I think hey, Milan's Milan. in, in the UK. And we have a yeah. question from Omar, uh, Mark, that I, I'm going um, sure. to give you... Oh, uh, before I do that, please, guys, we're, we're, in, we're in YouTube. So if you can, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'd really appreciate it. And um, Omar's question uh, to you, Mark, is how important is, is – oh, that's a good one. And I was going to get to that. That's, that's in my notes as well, but I'll, I'll take Omar's. How important is attitude? And if you have to choose between someone with skill versus someone with great attitude, who would get the job? Oh, wow. So, I mean – yeah, a uh, good question. The, the obvious answer is attitude is everything, right? There, I mean, there's a level, you know, there, there's a level of, of talent and skills. I mean, mm -hmm. no matter what your attitude, how wonderful you are, there's, there's a certain level as a professional, you've got to be able to right. do we, the we don't, job. You don't want right? to give someone fa false hope, right, Mark? Like if they're the, the greatest guy in the world, but they just can't sing, doesn't mean yeah, they're, yeah. they're going to get can't a gig, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but that said, Mike, yeah, of course, I think everybody will agree. Uh, we all know maybe at some point we did gigs with amazing, talented people, but that you don't like. They're not nice. Bad attitude, uh, drama, or maybe oh it's uh, alcohol problems, whatever oh, it is. Big time. People, they're, maybe you say, they're oh, he's an amazing singer. But man, I will never work with that person. I never want to work with that person. Yeah, so he, added, he was he's an amazing singer and he shows up two hours late to every gig. So the band's exactly. just sitting around being hated on by the by the the management and all the all the customers, you know. Definitely, yeah. Mark. Yeah, we've all exactly. been there. Right? Attitude definitely like uh, like we were saying, oh uh, open minded. And I would say this there's when you show up to a gig, if you're if you're a musician, you show up to the gig with the attitude of um, I'm here. How can I help? Right? Uh, or you show up to the gigs. Okay, what's in it for me? It, it's, there's two different attitudes, right? One is you show up to, to help and to provide something and to make people happy, and, and the other one is you 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 show up to say, okay, can I get money? Can I get what? What can I get out of this gig? It's two different attitudes, and uh, the reason most people have a, a great career usually they they have that attitude of how can I help? How can I make you happy? Mm. And to me, you sit right away when somebody is very like open-minded and excited and Hey, you know, uh, let's say I have to, to talk about wardrobe. These are five-star hotel. We got to look good. And somebody's like, yeah, okay, great, man. That's great. I don't have much clothes, but I, I'm, I'm going to work for it. It's like, okay, great. And somebody says, well, this is my look, you know, that's, that's, that, that's me. It's like, okay, that's, that's great. Yeah. That's great. No problem. And good luck. But, you know, 
it's not about you. As soon as, uh, as you walk on stage, it's not about you anymore. It's about the audience. It's about whoever's there. How can we entertain, make them happy? And, and sometimes something I, I, I tell, especially musicians, you, as soon as you, you put your big toe on stage, you're an entertainer. You're no longer a musician. You become an entertainer, right? And as an entertainer, why are you walking as an entertainer on stage? Is you you got to entertain. You got to make people happy. You got to make that night special for them. So even if you're a guitar player or a drummer, um, yeah, the attitude is everything. You walk in there and like, how can I add more, more than the notes? The notes are amazing. Without the notes, that's the well, of course, the music, that's the concept you know, is beyond, beyond notes, right? So uh, yeah, the attitude. Notes, exactly. Yes. So definitely yeah. attitude. I'll take attitude. Uh, uh, Oh, any day over, over talents. Anything else. Yes, yes here. here. We both work with many, many musicians over the years back home and in Asia. And, you know, the guy that plays great, but is just so hard to get along with and doesn't get along with anyone else in the band and has issues all the time. It's like, give me someone that can, that can do the, can, can play well, that isn't as amazing, but has all the other requirements. And I, I'd be much, uh, much, I'd yeah. much rather work with that person. I think musicians sometimes they forget that the the the, the audience or the guests that come to see you, mm -hmm. they're way smarter than you think. Meaning, you know, if you meet somebody and they give you a, a fake smile, say, hey, how are you? I mean, we're human. We we feel of it. Course. This guy's yeah. not authentic. He, I don't trust him or whatever. Right? The audience is the same. You walk. You can pretend if you're if you're not really trying to 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 give them something or, or to be authentic, like you said, they'll feel it, you know, they'll know it. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing when I interview and talk to, to musicians, it's like, I, 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 you know, we have the gut feeling, trust it, you know, and many times when you don't trust your gut feeling and then later we get burns, oh man, I knew it. Yeah. I knew I should mm -hmm. <laughs> not to a gig or, a, <laughs> right. a deal or whatever with that person. Right. Usually, you know it in your gut. So I, I'd say to musicians, also follow your guts. When you talk to yeah. somebody for a, for a gig to, or whatever, you'll know if it's right or not in your gut. Yeah. I, I'm assuming, Mark, it's easier now because when, we, when you interview, you can see the person like this. So that... that, that I insist sure that, on it. Yeah. Now yeah. I, I cannot do an interview just on the, on on the phone. Because I remember we used to just to call, just hear someone's voice. That's it. And Yeah. And, and then you're it. like... Oh my! Yeah, they show okay, up. Okay, you're, you're coming. You're coming. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, question from George: How important is it for musicians? To, well, this is this is right here. There it is. Uh, thank you, George. I was just about to ask that. How important is it for musicians to sing? I was going to set it up a bit different, but uh, oh. that is definitely something yeah. to talk about because, especially <laughs> in, in today's market, right? And this is a yeah. big. big uh, well, George, the, the CEO of Live Production, I, I owe everything to George, man. He, he um, when I came, uh, he took me under his wing. I learned so much from him. And um, same as you, at one point he says, okay, you guys, you're going to sing. I'm, I'm a drummer, you're a guitar player. He said, you're going to sing. Oh, like, awesome. I'm not a singer. So oh, every musician, yeah, every musician always thinks, I'm not a singer. You have singers. And, and I think you had that on a, a few podcasts with other musicians. Right, Absolutely. Mike? Where, it's come up. It's where, come up. Yeah. That, that's come up. And, and the reality is that the music business, uh, bands are getting smaller. When we were uh, working in Asia, every band was at least seven piece bands. 
three singers, four musicians. And with times, uh, you know, budgets, uh, the economy, whatever, the band have been shrinking. So the musicians that sing are the ones that are, are going to have a career now. Get employed. Yeah. The musicians that don't sing, we, eventually they're, they're not going to have the gig. Somebody else is going to take their gig because they sing. Now, I'm not talking about uh, the, the, the amazing voice. It's not about singing like Bruno Mars, you know, mm -hmm. like being able to hit those notes. But everybody can sing. And it's a matter of um, if you want a, a music career, start singing, even if it's just one song. And be smart about it, meaning uh, you, want, you want to make it easy. I'll, I'll, I, what I can do is take an example for me is that one point George said, okay, you're going to sing. You have to sing. Said, oh, man, I'm not a singer. The same usual. I'm not a singer. I, I mean, I'm a drummer. I can't sing and all this. But once I said, okay, I have to sing, I, I thought it through, through and I, I thought, okay, well, I don't have a great voice. I'm not a singer. Uh, I, I'm, I'm French. I got an accent. Uh, like, you know, looking all the negative, then I said, okay, well, yeah, of course. I'm going to make this thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what works for me is like, I said, okay, well, if I'm not a great singer, I'm not going to pick ballads or R&B or vocally challenging songs, obviously. I'm going to pick right. uh, maybe a song that's, um, you know, that's uh, faster. So I don't have to hit those long notes. That's what I did. And mm -hmm. I said, well, I'm French. I got an accent. Maybe I'll, I'll pick a Spanish song because I'm playing in Asia. Most people don't speak Spanish in Asia. Uh, I got the accent. I, I can do that. So, uh, and also I so said, I play drums. I got to pick a song first that I can play drums. So I have the protection of my instrument. Same as you, if you're singing with a guitar, it's a bit easier than just singing up front. Didn't so, you go up front when you when you when you sang uh, at the end, or you were always well? Singing? Yeah, I, I not intentionally. George just just <laughs> put me up front, and I was just learning this song, and I, I always and remember. I, like, it was, Mark, Mark, come on, man, go up front. I didn't even know all the lyrics yet. I wasn't ready for it, and I went up front. I butchered the lyrics and stuff, but we, oh, luckily I had a great team. We had a lot of laughs and had fun, and everybody yes. had yeah, a good time. I think we supported yeah. each other, right? I mean. But, but I started behind the drums, you know, singing yeah. behind the drums. And I, I, remember, I, I, I remember the songs yeah. you did. I remember very well, man. And I remember George did the same thing to me. We, we, were going, we were going to Bangkok. I was in France. And he said, Mikey, uh, next contract, you're singing like six songs. You know, George, you know, six. I'm like, six? Of course, if I show up with two, he would have been happy. But I remember stressing so much, Mark, about it, you know, like just uh, just – petrified man but i i would i would thank him a million times for for pushing me to do that because it, it was a game I, I don't know any musician that game that changer for me man you know, seeing that regrets it that, that, yeah, that yeah like definitely man it's a positive but yeah you don't i i would say any musician out there don't stress pick one song and think it through like i like i did i said okay i'm gonna do a, a soca you know, for those drummers, like, okay, so it's, I don't have to worry too much about the groove changing and too complicated. Yeah. One same groove throughout the song. Uh, it's fast. It's a Latin song. It's happy. So people are not like listening. Yeah. It's like a third, fourth set. People had a few drinks. Now it's a party mode. So I, I put as much on my side for a success definitely, that I could. Definitely. It worked. I you set yourself it worked. up people for, had a good for time. success, man. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're a guitar player, you say, hey, I'm, I'm going to learn a rock and roll song. So it's about the guitar too, Johnny Be Good or whatever. Like mm -hmm. whatever, 
make it easy on yourself, but just pick one song. Just get through one song and practice it, play it, get comfortable, and that's the hardest. The second song will be easier. And, and um, but yeah, but you have to to push yourself through that that uh, that, that that initial uh, first initial song comfort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Mark, and then I, you're gonna get the gig because. Sorry. Well, I'm saying if I have to hire a, a keyboard player, and it's a it's a four piece band, I got one singer and three instruments. I got a drummer, a keyboard, let's say, and and a bass player, for example. And I have two keyboard players, and I have to choose who am I going to hire. You know, it's a small band. I got one singer. What if her voice is hoarse one night, right. and I need the musician to sing? This this keyboard player knows ten songs. This one never sang in his life. Who am I going to hire? Well, this one that never sang, maybe he's a better keyboard player. I'm still going to hire the guy that can sing. So mm. if you're a musician and you've been waiting 20 years to sing, like most musicians I talk to, said, yeah, I know. I know I should. Yeah, yeah. Make, make, make the leap. Or even that, I'd, I'd say a rap, you know, when Rustin joined me, uh, you know, remember Rustin? He yeah. rapped and it was a big success. Milan, he's on here if he's still watching. Hey, Milan, yeah. Milan went up front and he's not a singer. He, well, maybe he's worked on his singing since, but he rapped and it, what he, we put it together. It was like a showstopper. It's one of the biggest songs of the night, you know, and just from, just from rapping. Wow, from, yeah. Like, like jump around or something like that and having the, like you said earlier, the right club. I'm sorry, the, the, the right song. Uh, with with the happy energy and that kind of vibe, and if you choose the right song, it's it's not not as uh, as intimidating to try to sing the first song of the night in the first set. That's a ballad. I, I, yeah. w I wouldn't have attempted that when I started. I'm sure you we, we wouldn't have wanted to be thrown under the bus either. Yeah, like that. Exactly. So make a nice happy happy up up upbeat song. Put in a third mm -hmm. third set when everyone's had a few drinks, and there you go. You're yeah. you're, you're you're in, man. Yeah. The, the beauty is. Mark, Usually we have a team around. Uh, Ryan Ryan Bear Ryan Bear. There's a drummer who oh, saved. Oh uh, Right. Hey Ryan, how you doing, man? Great. Hey Ryan, how you doing, man? Great. Uh, hey, speak speak of uh, you know, uh, great drummer and singers. Like man, amazing, amazing, yeah. amazing, uh, amazing guy. So yeah, I mean, everyone that started singing never regretted it. Absolutely, man. Yeah, to answer George's question, great question, George. I, I had that in my notes. Uh, definitely. Uh, Caesar Tusen. I'm not sure if you know Caesar. Caesar Tusen. Yes, Caesar. Caesar. Yeah. Oh, you do know? Okay. Okay. Um, Mark, let me ask you. Um, so if someone um, goes through the process now, so they, they got their passport and they sent in the audition stuff and you've interviewed them and it's like, okay, cool. Um are they going to know, uh, I'm sorry, not know, but are they going to have any say in, in where they're going? So the gigs okay. are uh, in Asia, they're in the Middle East. Do they get to, do they get to choose? Oh, I want to go here. I want to go there. Or uh, yeah. how does that work? Well, the, the way um, George, when he created the company, right? Uh, the idea was very different from an agent. We're not agents, right? I'm a musician. You're a musician. Um, we're not a agency that, like normal where okay hey i got a gig here's a band send them mm -hmm. good luck the way um george created this company is, is thinking more like an umbrella of musician and how can we make a community of musician and so what we do is when hotels uh need a band 
might be a five-piece band in this hotel, a three-piece band in that hotel, seven-piece band in this hotel. Well, we got all these musicians who say, okay, you, you four, you're going to this gig. After this gig, I need to add someone to you four because it's a five-piece band there. That's why we have full-time work because mm-hmm. we can adapt. You know, if you're a seven-piece band and you just finished four months as a seven-piece band, there's no seven-piece gig. What happens? The band breaks up. They, everyone's got to survive. They take uh, gigs. The way we did it is that we can adapt. But that said, we have to be uh, very flexible. So it's not like you say, okay, I, I want to do this kind of gig. I want to play in this. You have to be flexible and join the company and say, okay, like we need a four-piece band there. Let's go. We need a five-piece band here. Let's go. So they don't really get a say of where they're going to go. Of course, they know well in advance where they're going. Where they're going. Right. Right. You got to do visas. No one gets on a plane without knowing where they're working. But when they join the company, they have to know that, hey, I trust you guys. All these gigs are great gigs. So it's not like you get a terrible gig and a great gig. They're all the same level gigs. But you got to be very uh, open to, okay, I'm going to do this gig here. I'm going to Thailand for four months. And then uh, two months into the gig, you get a call. Say, okay, guys, uh, after this in two months, you guys are going to Kuala Lumpur at this hotel. So you always know where you're going in advance. In advance, in advance of yeah. course. Right. It isn't last but, second. You, you get on a plane yeah. and you're suddenly given a, a, a blindfold and a ticket. You're, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you know in advance. I mean, look. We always do uh, work visas, legitimate work visas going into all these countries. So that takes like a month to prepare and stuff and documentation. Right. So there's no fooling around. It's like, okay, it's you're here for four months. Uh, in two months, you're going to be going to this country and you know in, in advance. So, yeah, but it's not like, what do you feel like doing tomorrow? It's, it's for serious musicians that come out and they say, hey, I want a career. I'm going out for, let's say, a year. I want to travel the world. And um, yeah, just take it like that. Say, this is where you're going. So, uh, but like I say, it's not like you get on the plane, you don't know where you're going. You know exactly where you're going, which hotel, the state and everything, uh, you know, months in advance. So, yeah. Right, right. Great. That's great, man. And we've gone to so many cool places. I mean, you know, during the year, we'd find out a few months before, right? Like you're saying. And it was always exciting, especially a new place, right? A new place was always great, man. I've never been there before. You say, oh, I'm going to, to Kuala Lumpur, you know, uh, I, oh, I'm going to Jakarta, you know, oh, I'm going to Beijing, uh, oh, I'm going to, to Singapore. I'm, uh, the beauty of these gigs, they're all in the major cities of the world. You're right, of I'm course, going to Dubai. Right, the yeah, and the, the best hotels, the best gigs in the world, and the, the best cities in the world. So it's really, I mean, there's no bad gigs. Uh, for it, what maybe, we, not the, maybe not all the major cities. We played in Surabaya, but how much fun was that? Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Surabaya is, you know, in uh, Indonesia. Uh, yes. We played Jakarta and uh, Surabaya. Oh we had fun there, man. I, I really, there's no gigs that I, I can look back and, and say, oh, that, I did not like that gig. I loved, every, I mean, we played in Egypt. We played in... Oh, my goodness. Uh, yes, yes. Amazing. We got to see the pyramids together and... Uh, yeah. No, uh, unbelievable, man. You know, even playing in Shenzhen, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, as excited in the beginning, and it was a bit more challenging that gig. But I had so much fun on that Great gig. Memories. We, were, we were together, and we just yeah. had fun every night. But it had its challenges. Uh, challenges. Yeah. I'm sorry. 
but it was so much fun. Same thing when I played in Korea. I was mm -hmm. like, you know, okay, this is might be a bit more challenging, some of the aspects, but we had so much fun. Bernard, Bernard and I, we lived in a, in a park. We used to go up on the roof on our day off and, and, yeah. and barbecue, you know, barbecue. We almost yeah. burnt the whole building down once. Uh, it's another story <laughs> for another time. No, but uh, it, they, they had challenges, but we had so much fun. We were together with a great team, with, with great people. Uh, what would you say, Mark, like once the bands are formed is, are the important, uh, important aspects that, that makes the band successful? Once they're put together like that and they start traveling, what would you say are the, are the key ingredients that, that makes the band successful and, and maybe what makes the band uh, happy? Because what I'm saying is when, when I did these gigs with you, mm -hmm. it was so much fun. And like with Bernard, we played, you know, um, all over the world. So much fun. What would you say are the, uh, are some of the ingredients at least that, that would make, yeah. make up the success? Well, definitely. I mean, the people, right? If, if, you, if you're a good character, well brought up, uh, respectful, uh, you know, and a team player, meaning yeah. you're in a group, you know, why do we, we love uh, putting bands together since we, we're all musicians, that, that community, right? Like, hey, we, we're a band, we're, we're together, we, we go out on stage, we're, we're together. So if you get that community, a band that, that, that basically, um, you know, has each other's back, that, that whatever challenge, it could be a sound challenge, it could be, oh, the, the, you know, this crowd is tough, and if you have a good attitude, it's okay, let's go second set. Let's go kill it, man. Let's go. That'll make you happy. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, uh, you know, um, the art of war, keep your troops busy. I found, and maybe you, you, you yourself, if a band just shows up at night to play and doesn't really work at making the show better, adding songs, if they're not busy at their craft, at their, you know, their, their profession, then they, they become, they, they start bickering. They start like looking at everything that's wrong with the gig. So uh, yeah, the they have to be busy. If you just show up, you know, punch your card and, and go on stage and just play the notes, you're not going to be happy at some point. Mm -hmm. No uh, love of life. You have to go with a purpose, right? And when you, if the band has a purpose every night, and my God, I mean, as you know, uh, working with George and, and Julie and, you know, between sets, we're like, okay, hey, next set's coming up. Okay, there's that table there. You know, let's get the party going. Hey, we, you know, watch out that ending. It, it, we were so, like, so, trying so, to... So invested. We were so invested in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then we had a great time. Then we, at the end of the night, said, man, what an amazing show. We'd have a drink, talk about it, and uh, enjoy mm -hmm. with the guests. So uh, the community, but, you know, like you have community to... Community, Mark, is good. That's I like that word, community, man. That's the way I... You know, I, I felt in, in uh, my years traveling around like that with, with, with great teams. Like you said, people yeah. that care and people that have each other's backs that are all supportive. And we all have, uh, you know, uh, challenges. Yeah, but grateful, right? Together. We were so happy, man. We were like, my God, I'm in, I'm in Jakarta. Oh, my God, I'm oh, yeah. playing music, mm -hmm. being, being paid to travel the world, playing music. I'm in Jakarta. Oh, my God, I'm in Shanghai. Oh, my God. Oh, I mean, Shanghai I'm was Singapore. fun. Oh, wow. I loved it's Shanghai. It was, was awesome. Definitely be grateful, man. I mean, yeah. how many people would would kill to be able to to perform on stage as they're living? That's how. Oh, and how many? Man, we've had, how many millionaires say, "Man, I got a lot of money. Yeah. I I I hate getting up and going to work and doing what yeah. I do. I do what you guys do. You you know, we're, yeah. we're blessed. So 
definitely uh, attitude is everything and, you know, be appreciative of this how, life. How, how important do you think the, the, the band leader is in that equation, Mark, of uh, the happy band and the successful band? Uh, I think it's everything. I mean, you know, you, you go from the top and go down, right. you know. Uh, a band leader, of course, a lot on the shoulders of a band leader. Anybody who's been a band leader knows it, right? Uh, and that's where, when, when you start working with people, that's where, you know, the attitude, the values, people that are well brought up and nice, good attitude make the, the you know, when I said show up and say, how can I help? A band leader that's got musicians say, hey, man, how can I help? Say, oh, man, hey, can you take care of this? Oh, thank you. Like, a band leader, but if a band leader has a good attitude and um, I think musicians know also when the band leader actually cares about his musicians, uh, actually cares, doesn't mean he can solve everything or she can solve all the problems. You know, sometimes it could be a sound problem, could be this or that. But if people feel that the band leader cares and is really trying, then, then that's good. If a band leader comes from a point of, I'm the band leader, you listen to me and the, I usually it doesn't end well, you know, yeah. <laughs> like that doesn't end well. <laughs> no, but at the same time, sometimes the band leader has to put his foot down. It's like, you know, you know, so it's, it's that balance. It's what is that? We act, want right. for another hour talking about that. <laughs> we could, that could be a whole other episode for sure. Mark band leading. I did one with Thomas. That was a great show. We spoke about putting the band together, leading them. Of course, the, what goes into that. But I'm sure, like, uh, I, of course, I agree with you 100%. It's everything. The guy that's well, look, in charge. The word it. says it, band leading, right? you you got to lead yes. your, your, your band where you yeah. want to go. It's not yeah. band boxing. It's not, you know, no. it's not band no. managing. No. You know, you, you're exactly. a leader. That means you have to. And the, the beauty yeah. with George was he would never ask anything of you that he doesn't do 10 times more. So what are you going to say? If yeah. he's sweating... Uh, going out there giving 110 percent and you're giving 70 percent and he says hey can you can you give me a bit more what are you gonna say you know what are you gonna say so when someone is uh yeah that yeah. investing in it yeah it makes makes it makes a big difference man it, it's everything yeah. man it's yeah. everything yeah that's awesome mark this is awesome great great i'm so glad we got this to work i was uh looking forward to it so much and uh for you guys that have tuned in apologies for our little uh um Technical issue when we started, but uh, Omar, thanks again for, for saving the day here. And um, Mark, I do the desert island pick. I do the, uh, I ask all my guests at the end of the show. You're probably familiar with this. I'm not sure yeah, if you're prepared. I saw the show. I saw every episode. So, so uh, yeah, you're, you're stranded on a desert island. You know, the, you know, you know the scenario. But I like to say it anyway, if you don't mind me, and, and, uh, indulge sure. me for a second. You're Tom Cruise with the, with the, with the basketball. <laughs> And now, yeah. suddenly, from the sky falls a device <laughs> that can stream three artists. And you can have music in your life where previously you didn't. So now, uh, which three artists do you think um, you'd want to choose to have on the uh, desert island for the rest of eternity with Wilson? A cold beer, a whiskey. Oh, a band. Okay, sorry. An artist. Um, <laughs> Well, no, it's good. A cold oh. beer, a whiskey, and <laughs> so maybe a, a vino. Uh, actually, Mike, I, I I thought about this uh, before the episode. So, oh yeah, Mike's gonna ask me this. Uh, like, oh, okay. It, it, but it, it, to me, it, it came pretty pretty fast. First of all, it's three artists that I've seen live. So, 
there's an emotional and history uh, that yeah, right, connect. Right. Uh, the first one I would say, hey, I'm a drummer. Uh, you know, you're the funky Celtic. Is James Brown. It's got to be funky. Okay. Got to be some funk in there. Absolutely. Because, man. Yeah, I could be on the desert island. If something's got to get me uh, to dance on the beach, it's de definitely some <laughs> James Brown. James you know? Brown. <laughs> yes, sunny. It's nice. So, so definitely James Brown. I saw him a few times, uh, you know, in Montreal. He would come around right. and stuff. Yeah, festival and stuff. Yeah. And a huge fan. Uh, so definitely James Brown. Uh, another would be, uh, actually, you named him before. Actually, I, no, I'm, I'm an emotional guy. I'm a romantic. Michael Bublé. I love Michael Bublé because it's reminiscent of the, the Frank Sinatra, the Rat Pack, the swing, jazz, yeah. big it's band, nice. and also the humor. I saw him live and uh, it, it's just a fun evening. And I, I just love that kind of music. That, you know. it's, no, beautiful. I agree with you, Mark. I wouldn't have thought of that. It's a great choice. We saw him here in Singapore as well live. Yeah. And he, was, he was charming. He did a great show. My son, Plastic I think, Kieran was, I think, three years old at the time, and my uh, wife had him right up front, and Michael Bublé came up, and yeah. Yeah. Good choice, good choice, yeah. man. That is yeah. nice, and it's a nice contrast to the James Brown, you know? Yeah, it's a different, exactly, a some live, different emotion. Yeah. Also, like, Christmas time, he's got a, a, the Christmas oh, album. Oh, Christmas album is so awesome. Presents. It just oh, puts my me goodness. in that. My, it's my wife's Maybe. favorite. She plays it every yeah. year over and over, like that, that Michael Bublé Christmas album. Yeah, exactly. I love, I love it. I still love it. <laughs> I've heard it yeah. so much, but I, I still cool. love it. My, my third choice, my, my last one would be, uh, I, I come from, um, I started in rock and blues and doing the blues festivals, La Bad yes. Blues Festival, you know, in, in, in Montreal, Canada. Um, and uh, I have to say it would be because, and funny enough, I saw you do a post today. It's uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Awesome. I love Stevie Ray Vaughan. I saw him live and uh, real quick, I, I, I remember him. Uh, he was him and Joe Cocker, the one on tour. One, one uh, city, Joe Cocker would open for Stevie, and the next city, Stevie would open for Joe Cocker. When they came to see us, was um, in, in Montreal, and it was uh, Joe Cocker open. And I always remember this, Mike, the guitar player for Joe Cocker. I don't remember his name, but man, he was amazing. He was playing he actually had a hat very stevie like with a feather like very Stevie, and wow. he would like in his back and playing and i was like man, this guy's amazing and i'm thinking i i like stevens and man stevie is gonna have a hard time coming after that following up this guy and then stevie came out stevie Ravon came out and he i think it was cold shot i think he was playing and just did the shuffle just the groove and his head was down and he was just walking just guitar and just walking and he blew the, the other guitar player was like forgotten and he was an amazing guitar player. Don't get me wrong, but mm -hmm. the depth and sound and, and tone and confidence. And that gave me like a, a wow. There's that, that gave you depth of music, history, sound, like, like really it blew my mind. So I That's always a great, a big great choice, man. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mark. Awesome. Don't choice. Man. If anybody that watches that, uh, El Macombo video of Stevie. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I must have oh. watched it hundreds of, honestly, hundreds of times from, you know, 20 years ago. And I'm not a guitar player. And it, 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 yeah, I, there's just, there's not a bad no. note. There's not a bad phrase lick in it uh, at all, anywhere. It's phenomenal, man. His oh, energy. Oh, yeah. and, you know, he comes up with a cigarette in his mouth and it's just, 
Oh. And it's a trio. It's a trio, no, right? That that drummer he had. Killer trio, uh, man. For uh, Chris, Chris Layton, I think was his name, Mark. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, I'm terrible with names, but man, what what a the shuffles that this band would play, man. That's one thing. If you're a drummer. Learn how to do a good shuffle. Well, man. Mark that, did it. Mark was an awesome together. shuffle. You were a great <laughs> drummer when you were playing, but I remember when we did blues, man, it was so much fun because we oh, played I love shuffles. It. That yeah. was like, you were like, okay, okay, let's do a shuffle. I got, I got this. this. I got this. I remember, and you're the funky Celtic, man. So I, I loved, man, I, we had a lot of great moments, a lot of great music together, man. Stage. So many, so many. And then you played in a tragically hit band as well, remember? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yes. I, I did a... a Love the uh, hip. Tragically Hip uh, tribute band. Also a Hendrix band. tribute band with, with Oren. We used to do a Hendrix tribute the, band. The and Hendrix thing. Yeah, really heavy, man. Yes, yes. Blues uh, rock. and Montreal's yeah. amazing for music, especially back then. There was so many places oh. to play and stuff. And man, you and George and Julie and oh, you guys. It great. So it was so much big. fun, man. Coming up in, in that environment with uh, yeah. all those great musicians and clubs to play in. Yeah. So... Well, we're hoping the future market's opening up now, right? Isn't it? Uh, China now is starting to open up uh, a little bit. Yeah, we have we have bands in China playing right now. Uh, there, there's no flights really coming in, so we have musicians in China already, and they're right. playing and DJs and musicians. So it's it, it's it's slow, but it's opening, and we have so many great artists that that have been with us, and we're hiring new artists, getting ready for. For when everything opens up, which it will, so, right? Uh, which it will. So people, people should, should still apply because it's it's still uh, oh, yeah. it's still we're going to be moving forward now more than ever. Because once it opens, it's going to be like a floodgate, right? Once countries open, whoever's exactly. ready, you know, if like it opens and you don't got your passport, I'm sorry, uh, somebody else going to get the gig. So no so don't waste time. Man. Yeah, man, get your passport. Yeah. Get get a nice suitcase. Get get a bit of really nice clothes and. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, be proactive. Go yeah, ahead. Not just be alive, but there's a lot of lot of great opportunities out there. But yeah. be ready for it. You know. Yeah, because I think people are are starved now for live entertainment. They've been locked down so so long, and they've been uh, yes. uh, you know denied yes. it for I, so long. I see now. a great year coming up in 2021, man. I think yes, uh, absolutely. We just got to get through this uh, 2020 thing. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, one more time, guys. If you're you're in YouTube here, so please. Click on that uh, subscribe button, LI Productions. We'd really appreciate it. And I'm not sure, Mark, if we're going to be back in Facebook or in uh, in YouTube next week. We'll be in one or the other. I want to thank Mark very, Mark Lejoie very, very much for coming on and Beyond Notes. It's been such a pleasure, so much fun. Uh, we thank could have done another hour or two easily. We started doing stories. So yeah. uh, I'm intending, uh, I'm planning on having George back at some point, maybe. Uh, uh, when things do really lift again, and then it would be great to have you come back on and talk about the, the process once we really get uh, uh, back back 100% in business. I would love to, Mike. Thank you so much, awesome. man. Thank you, Mark. All right. Well, cheers, brother.